Welcome to Herman Singh's Future Compass. Understanding today, preparing for tomorrow. Do not be too harsh on yourself. You are the product of the waves of life. Waves in the environment around us and where you are in them can dictate your success in life. A large body of research has demonstrated that life outcomes are primarily a function of two things. Firstly, luck, and secondly, your level of effort. This has certainly been true for me, as a sample of one. Both elements are very exposed to an element of randomness and the element of timing, that is, where in a wave you are. And you can influence them only to a certain extent. This explains why so many individuals who are perceived as highly talented are not as successful as one might expect, and similarly why many who have risen to the top have done so with modest abilities. Luck talks to the element of randomness and unpredictability. A few decisions in your life could make enormous differences. Decisions like the school you go to or whether to go to university, the subjects and field of study that you select, and even your first job, marriage, or even investments, who you meet and what projects you work on, as well as who your bosses are, all impact too. And the impacts of these decisions could be either way. If you're born into a middle-income family with two graduate parents, then you have great prospects. But what if they were both Ivy League graduates or were millionaires? On the other hand, a big challenge in inner cities is the prevalence of single parenting and a society dogged by crime and violence. It is indeed rare to see success emerge from there, which is why, on the rare occasions that it does, we do tend to celebrate it widely. Far more likely is the sad repeating cycle of failure. Marry the son of a politician who eventually becomes the president of the United States, and you would have quite a different life. Elon Musk's parents, for example, owned an emerald mine in Zambia, not shabby. So yes, where you start in life could very well dictate where you end up and what you achieve. Many successful people in the world today were lucky to have been born where, when, and with what family they were born. An example is the Bill Gates generation, including Larry Ellison at Oracle, Steve Jobs at Apple, John Chambers at Cisco. They were all born in the 50s and 60s, just in time to be trained on the new computing revolution and to have been living and working in California, and more specifically in San Francisco and San Juan. Silicon Valley is not really a designated address. Larry Page and Elon Musk with Google and PayPal, respectively, were born late 60s to 70s, as were many in the new field of e-commerce. Jeff Bezos is the outlier in the field. These big developments happened in the first iteration of the Internet, from a content to a commerce platform. The third wave, including Mark Zuckerberg and Dorsey, were there for the first wave of social networks and included Facebook, Twitter and Snapchat. These are technological waves that are out of your control. And importantly, if you're not in the technological field and in that specific region, then it would have passed you by. Yes, capability and skill feature in there somewhere. But as we can see with many on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, these stars, for example, talent is very subjective and trend-centric. Often it is just about a trend that is in fashion at a point in time that happens to resonate with an audience. Fashion is about waves of perceptions, moods, needs, and emotional states of the global community. Programming skills are key for a few years, then maybe IT architecture or ERP skills, and then digital skills are rated as talent for a few years, followed by data analytics. In the future, it might be empathy. 
The world, you see, has evolved in fits and starts, and this plays out in waves. Like surfing, your best ride depends on where you are placed with respect to the waves. And of course, it depends on mindset and capabilities as well. The COVID wave is a bummer, especially for the younger individuals who, having survived the credit crunch of the 2008s and the student loan crisis, now have to try and build a network with no access to institutional memory or a sales connection network. If you were entering your career at the startup phase of firms that subsequently became successful, then you would have ridden the wave to success. Google, for example, has the highest number of millionaires who used to be secretaries in the world, thanks to their early employee share option plans. So do not be too hard on yourself. It's like trying to compare yourself to the pharaohs, the Roman emperors, or the czars of Russia, all of whom amassed tremendous wealth and power, but happened to be at the right place and with the right family in the right region. The same is true for the oligarchs in Russia, who amassed huge wealth as the old Soviet Union dissolved and previously state-owned assets were parceled out to well-connected individuals. Right place, right time. Similar patterns existed in South Africa in the 90s with the early days of BEE where six well-branded individuals were able to secure the bulk of the deals, leading to a perception that the empowerment process was not broad-based enough. And this in turn led to triple BEE legislation to ensure that equity was better achieved. Again, right place, right time. Humans hate to hear that they are not in control or in charge of their lives. They also claim credit for all great developments in our lives. That is known as the fundamental attribution error, while blaming the waves for the downside. Western culture promotes the view that we must take charge and drive out our life outcomes, that we alone are responsible for our destiny, and that nothing stands in the way of success. But your willingness to work hard and be entrepreneurial. But any detailed analysis will demonstrate that all that we can realistically do is to make the best of the situation, whether it is a good or a bad situation. We see that now with the millions of small and large well-run businesses going to the wall because they were not essential services or worse, were in the location-specific contact-based experience economy. So luck, you see, is out of your control and maybe with us or against us. But what is key is to focus on what is in your control. Your network, brand and competence are all key parts of that, as well as embedding yourself into the best ecosystems for success. Also being open to new ideas and being opportunity obsessed. Finally, developing resilience and learning agility to pivot to serendipitous new events as they arise. In other words, you need a life strategy that is dynamic and living and that shifts and changes as new information becomes available or you develop new insights. Today's child must decide on a career direction while they are still in their teenage years. That tactic may have worked 40 years ago in a more stable society, but today we are needing to train kids for jobs that do not even exist yet. That old model of fire and forget is no longer viable for careers. This explains the large numbers of individuals who are unhappy with their lives. They are trying to make a teenager's years decision work. This requires that you think of your life as a business with a life strategy. The challenge for personal strategy, as with business strategy, is deciding where to play and how to win. That is, in what sphere to focus your attention and how to position yourself in that sphere in order to succeed. The shifting environmental waves are like the strategic landscape for a business. You need to navigate your way through them. Businesses think very carefully about where to play by matching it to their capabilities, not their interests. Humans do it the other way around. We focus on our interests, even if we are not good at it. Activities that should be hobbies turn into careers. This is further fueled by the motivational industry, which promotes following your heart. A life purpose and vision can be unchanging, but a life strategy 
must be reviewed once a year at least. My new book, Upcycle Your Career, has been created to guide you on this journey in a new world fundamentally changed by a once-in-a-century pandemic, but also by accelerating rates of change in technology, business models, work, and geopolitics, not to mention climate change. Many rules have changed, but many remain the same. This podcast series will help you to replot your path to success. You've been listening to Herman Singh's Future Compass, brought to you by Future Advisory and Solid Gold Podcasts. Professor Singh specializes in digital transformation, disruption, and startup acceleration, and keeps his finger on the pulse of change so that you can make better decisions. 